1: It is November 9th, 2023. It is Thursday. I am Tanya, and this is The Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Asheville Pagan Supply. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is... Too often, we underestimate the power of touch, a small smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the biggest act of caring, all of which have the potential to turn a life around, by Leo Busiglia. So, what are we drinking today? So, okay. I made a cup of witch's pie, because tis the season. I want my pecan pie tea from Sip a Bell. Um, but you're gonna see later in this episode, we're gonna mention ginger ale. And now that's all I can think about. And I'm I'm so sad I don't have ginger ale like in my hand right now. Like part of me kind of wants to like go to the grocery. <laughs> but we are drinking witch's um, <laughs> pie which is a rooibos tea with apple, uh cocoa nibs, cinnamon, all these wonderful things, d- chocolate chips and it has all these flavorings and it tastes like pecan pie and oh it's so good. Um I like I know I'm doing a bad job but I just really want to rest. It's like how Tuesday like I just want my cracker from that I bought from the cracker lady, you know? It's a simple thing. So Uh, But let's go ahead and move into some headlines. I think this was a very interesting headline um, because I have noticed just recently the feelings people have around Interview with the Vampire. So I wanted to read this headline and just kind of discuss it. So this is from Gizmodo.com. AMC teased Interview with the Vampire uncut and played fans for fools. Oh, no. Okay, let's see what happened. The first thing that came to mind when I heard there would be an uncut version of Interview with the Vampire released on AMC was stunned disbelief. The first episode of AMC's Interview with the Vampire, have two vampires having sex mid-air. Like, if that made it through, what weren't we seeing? <laughs> Speculation appeared on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, Instantly, this was the unhinged version, 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 the full nude version. This was where everyone literally ate human flesh on screen. In fairness, social media was just as confused as I was. This show was already pushing the boundaries of good taste. So, what was left on the cutting room floor? Lucky for you, dear reader, you don't have to live in suspense. As it turns out, that Interview with the Vampire uncut is not, as I hoped, dare to dream, a raunchier, gorier, bloodier, more softcore, porny version of Interview with the Vampire. Instead, it's (laughs) ad-free. Oh, gosh. This is a deeply baffling and frustrating as Interview the Vampire is already streaming ad-free on Max and AMC+. But who knows, this uncut version might be in anticipation of an adjusted purchase option on AMC+, which might cause ad breaks for lower tiers, maybe it's promotional, it's just a very big brain of AMC to make the whole fandom go wild for 12 hours over a promotion that doesn't exist. I didn't need an uncensored version of Interview with the Vampire. What we got was plenty. There was not a lot, a lot left to the imagination. And honestly, God bless showrunner Roland Jones for feeding us that good. But to tease an uncut version and then to have it be no commercial breaks uh, just was just very weird. Um, <laughs> that is hilarious. I absolutely am living for the vibes of this fandom being like we didn't need more but you promised it and then you didn't give it i have definitely seen a lot of feelings over this version of interview with the vampire um and you know what i'm not going to like poo poo that or anything Uh, you know, I remember when, uh, the new charmed was got, was, you know, going to come out. I was like a defender. I was like, this doesn't erase the old one. It's not going to retrograde, delete scenes from the original. Like it's just more charmed. So you don't have to like it. You know, you can just not watch it. Right. That was my vibe. And then I watched it and I really didn't like it. Um, I felt like the – I've already talked about this, but I felt like the writing in The New Charm just talked down to the audience so um, offensively and was just treating the audience like stupid little children. And um, I'm very sensitive to writing like that, and I notice writing like that very quickly. Um and that's why I don't like the new charmed, which sucks because I was really defending it. Like I was really one of, I was one of the ones out there being like, no, just give it a chance. Uh so when I, you know, hear of people who are OG fans of Interview with the Vampire and they don't like this version, I'm not gonna be out there, you know, being like, No, just give it a chance. Like We all have the things that we like and that we don't like, but there's just a lot of feelings around this. I've uh, talked to Anne Rice fans recently who really, really love the original and they are just, they just don't like the new one. And sometimes it's just new, right? Like sometimes you just don't want people to touch the thing that you really like. And I totally get that. Like I'm a huge Buffy fan. I've never hidden that. And I know that there's this new audible series that is like a take on Buffy and did I pre order it? Yes, because support, you know, I support. Um, but, and is, does it existing take away anything I love from the old one? No. But there is this feeling of like, don't touch my stuff, you know? So, did I support and pre order it? Yes. Did I give them my however much money it costs? I have a credit on Audible. I don't know. Yes. Am I gonna listen to it? No, because my love, because my love for the the, like the, the like the original is just so pure. I get why people get a little up in arms when new versions of their things come out, but I do plan to watch Interview with the Vampire. I'm just right. I'm just waiting for the right time. You know when I'm in like a really good headspace, and yeah so it's just interesting i would love to hear your thoughts i would also be really mad if i was a fan of a tv show and i was tempted with like more and then they didn't give it to me i would also be upset all right which is i am throwing this over to our moon correspondent and after this break we will talk more
2: hello to all of my astro friends This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Thursday, November 9th. The waning crescent moon finishes tidying up in Virgo and begins deliberations in Libra today. Here, the moon conjuncts Venus. This is such a lovely conjunction, as Venus has just moved into her, her home sign of Libra. In this conjunction, Venus and the Moon are creating a tremendous amount of goodwill, sympathy, and empathy toward our fellow humans. Take this time to reach out to loved ones and make sure they know that they're on your mind. If you have a disagreement that's been plaguing you, this energy is perfect for finding a resolution for it. Use these vibes to see the other side of any problem you're encountering and to find a way to solve it using your humanness and your regard for the other person's humanness. Your Daily Moon Mantra is, a compromise is the art of dividing the cake in such a way that everyone believes that they have the biggest piece. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny.
3: Asheville Pagan Supply is a witch-owned and operated old-age metaphysical pagan supply store located in the Blue Ridge Mountain town of Asheville, North Carolina. Our shop specializes in high-quality products created by local magic practitioners and craftspersons with an emphasis on sourcing products that are botanical, organic, ecologically conscious, and affordably priced. We are extremely proud of our knowledgeable and friendly staff who are always prepared to answer questions and personally assist customers with their purchases. Our belief has always been that our business presence in the community offers a normalcy to pagan practices, and in educating the general public we assist in dispelling myths and stereotypes associated with different pagan practices. Open since July of 2014, we focus on our local community and hosting workshops and events. Visiting Asheville? Find us. Just look for the Raven with the Key. Or shop 24 7 at Asheville Pagan Supply. Store. That's A S H E V I L L E P A G A N Supply. Store. Blessed be.
1: All right, we are back. So we have a question from listener. Cassidy. Cassidy says, any advice for discouraging mice in my home? I've got at least one that I know of. One of my two cats usually operates her own pest control company, but she's on vacation. I'd rather not kill it or kill them. I've read online peppermint oil, but wondering if anyone tried anything else with success. So first of all, not a witchy question, but honestly, I love Cassidy was like animal control. Who do I turn to? The witches. I absolutely love our little listener family. Like, it has just become a safe space for, like, not just magical stuff, but just life. Like, hey, life is just feeling this way. I don't know where to turn. I'm turning to all of you. And I love that. I love that. So Lilith says, if you don't want them dead, live trap. You can get one on Amazon pretty cheap. I would pay bigger money and get multiple uh, traps in one. When you trap it, put it in the car, drive it down to a local park, and release there. Kelly says live traps work great. Um, And then go for peanut butter. So something a friend of mine said, and I hope she's not listening. I tell this story too much because I think it's so funny so my problem is I love a story and I think I think things are hilarious so something she said once that I thought was so funny was rats are smart and mice are stupid and what she meant by that is and she has owned a few homes and has had her bouts with pest control and what she means by Rats are smart, and mice are stupid is rats are smart enough to know when they've been busted, like when their home has been caught, and they'll leave and go somewhere else because they know they've been they've been got mice on the other hand are stupid and they don't know they've been got. So it's, there's much harder to get rid of. So I love the idea of live traps. Uh, the peanut butter is also (laughs) a good idea. I think that's really, really smart. Oh, speaking of not mice, but speaking of, uh, witch stuff, um, on the Patreon, there is a new, um, I guess they're doing this thing where you can like join platforms for free. You know, like you just don't get all the paid stuff. Uh, So because that now just exists on my Patreon, um, I am going to start doing monthly spells on there. So uh, it's going to be for everybody. So if you want to check that out, feel free to check it out. I'm also open to ideas. All right. So Shannon just has a response Shannon says, Tanya, you asked on the show this morning about ginger ale being popular during the prohibition. Well, it's popular because it can mask the smell of alcohol. So I thought that was interesting. And this is why I've been thinking about ginger ale nonsense. So this is interesting. And I wanted to look it up and see if I could find anything on this. Because I just think that's interesting. So when I Google ginger ale mask the smell of alcohol, nothing comes up. But I did a little bit more research around just ginger ale and prohibition. And I did find something interesting. And this is from a news article from 2025, so 20 years old. And it talks about how prohibition created the market for uh, Canada dry ginger ale. So the national ban on the manufacture, sell and transportation of alcoholic beverages was nearly as helpful to soft drink makers as it was hurtful to breweries, which had to turn to the making of other products. Canada Dry was probably the chief beneficiary. The brand of ginger ale is, by the way, aptly named. It originated from Canada and is dry in contrast to the sweeter and more flavorful golden ginger ale, which drives its color from uh, Caramel? So, Canada Dry was first shipped to the United States in 1919, the year before Prohibition went into effect. Its popularity was instant, and bottling of the beverage uh, began in 1921 in a plant in New York City. A syndicated article appearing in newspapers in 1927 and 1928 was titled, How Dry America Made Dry Ginger Ale a Billion Dollar Industry, and it recounted, the dry law boosting the sale of soft drinks, oh my God, I wish I could do this in like a transatlantic accident, but I can't um imagine I'm a nineteen twenty eight flapper lady. The dry law boosting the sale of soft drinks boosted the sale of ginger ale more than any other boosted sale of dry ginger ale more than all. The boost wasn't due to the fact that drinkers turned to dry ginger ale only as a substitute for booze. They took it up to as a complement to booze. There are many kinds of bottled soft drinks. Root beer, birch beer, sarsaparilla, lemon, orange, charged waters, and lime concoctions. Each of these has its army of followers. But dry ginger ale apparently possesses certain qualities which particularly endear to hard drinkers as well as soft drinkers. It may be the taste which is not so sweet as so-called golden ginger ale. It may be the belief, fostered by its makers, that ginger ale has the particular merit of breaking up the raw quality in cut and liquor, neutralizing its injurious elements. And probably, too, the colorist look of dry ginger ale adds to the popularity. So I thought that was interesting about how it became a compliment so while I couldn't find anything about uh, ginger ale masking the smell of alcohol, I did find stuff about it masking the flavor of alcohol. And I um, so just, like, from all of this, my natural thought process is if people are making booze at home and, like, doing um, – oh, God, what's it called? What's homemade booze called? I can't think of it right now. But when people are making their own um, booze at home – it's probably harsher than what was being sold in the store previously. So I can only imagine that ginger ale as a compliment to the booze probably made uh, that harsh taste of the booze, not so the harsh taste of handmade booze or bootleg booze, uh, not as uh, harsh and difficult. But really fascinating conversation. I'm going to be honest, I don't even remember asking that, but I'm sure I did. <laughs> I am sure I did. It's really cute. There's a little um, this article has a vintage kind of sketch of two ladies in the 1920s drinking ginger ale. Oh, it's super cute. And they also want um, foie gras sandwiches. Apparently Werner's golden ginger ale the only major golden ginger ale to survive to the present is Vernors on the market since 1880. Oh, that's cool. Cool topics today. All right, witches. We are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener Nicole Brewer. Nicole, you powerful avant-garde sun goddess. Kelly Crane, you formidable, esoteric banshee, and Nikki O'Hare, you dreamlike, insidious spider. Thank you for so much for for being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. And before we leave, we do have a card pull. Our card today is New Moon from Sacred Symbols Oracle. A new beginning, a fresh start an auspicious time to start new projects. Drawing this card invites you to begin again. Meditate on this at the new moon to bring new energy into your life. Write a list of intentions, dreams, goals, wishes to support new direction and invite in inspiration. All right, and do we have any housekeeping today? Yes, Um, just so you know, every year I do my New Year readings. They're by far my most popular readings I get. Uh, So if you're interested in that, essentially, it's like a 20-minute audio recording of me doing a reading for you for what to look forward to to next year. I go over every month what to expect. I try to give you warnings of months I think will be more difficult. Uh, I'll give you things to write in your planners to kind of help prepare you. So if you're interested in that at all, uh, check out tanyabrown.schedulista.com or go to linktree.com and check that out. Uh, This is by far um one of my most popular readings. I've done it for years, and it's really neat to see uh how much people like them. So all right witches that's all I've got for you today. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources. Anything we referenced today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com and we will talk again tomorrow. Bye.
0: Witches we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence links for this week's episodes our website patreon along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com one stop for everything we talk about now take one more deep breath